0: Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Luke chapter 5, and uh, take it from verse 1. We'll read 11 verses of Scripture, and we're going to get into it this morning. And we do have notes which have been passed around or are in process. And so it was, verse 1, New King James, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the Word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he, that's Jesus, got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put out a little from the land. He sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he stopped speaking, he said to Simon. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Everybody say, let down your nets. Nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, you have no idea what you're talking about. I'm a fisherman and you're a carpenter. That's not what he says, but all right. Just making sure you guys are paying attention. Simon, uh, Simon answered and said, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when he had done this he caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners and the other boat, come to help them. And when they came they filled the boats, they filled both the boats so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. Verse 10. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Father, thank you for what you've done already in this service healing, encouragement, strength. Now I pray that you would move in great power. Would you ask God to speak to you today? Lord, speak to us. Give us living understanding. I pray release all that's in your heart this morning towards this company of people, those that'll listen even at a later date, all those on all of our platforms. God, thank you so much for what you've done, what you're going to do. May the effects of this service be far reaching even to eternity. May our lives be forever altered because your word has gone forth and does not return void. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Again, we do have notes. The word of the Lord for 2021, for us, King's Cathedral and Chapels, we are 500 churches. This is just one congregation here, is fulfilled And every year, just like the president does the State of the Union Address, our senior global pastor, Dr. James Morocco, does the State of the Church Address. And the word for 2021 is fulfilled. I want you to say that. Fulfilled. And we have seen so much. And I I, I come to report to you that we are very close. uh, It's possible, by December, we'll be able to move into our building. But we'll see. We need a number of miracles, all right? And when I say move in, that's not like grand opening. That's like get in, start using it, move in, and we'll, move, we'll let you know about grand opening. It's been very challenging uh, to plan and strategize with a, with a construction timeline when you don't have trucks picking up uh, shipping out of L. I I mean, there's a 10-day wait period in the L.A. Harbor. How many of you know that? There's ships that are just waiting. They can't get people to work. So as a result, it trickles down. We have, our windows are somewhere. They're, they're in a port, I think, waiting. And so, if you will pray, God will continue to do what He's done all along. He has provided for us. Uh, the building is a miracle. And by the grace of God, in the next five months, four months, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll be into that. Will you continue to pray and continue to do your part? And we will see fulfilled. We will be I am fulfilled, but a greater level of fulfillment. This text is uh, profound to me. I've preached from it dozens of times. And if you look at the relationship of uh, Jesus and Peter up to this point, it's not that which Peter is following after him. Peter's not following the Lord at this point, but he has met him. You can read John in chapter 1. You read Andrew, uh, Peter's brother, and John, the son of Zebedee. They're, they're, They're Peter's fishing partners, fishing buddies. And they have experienced Jesus. They've met Jesus. They were there when they were disciples of John the Baptist. And so when John the Baptist said, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, they were, they were acquainted with him. They were. It's kind of like going to a couple meetings somewhere, but you don't really go to church there. Let me move on. So they weren't fully committed. They haven't forsook all, as the New King James says. And I believe Mark 1, 16 to 20, Matthew 4, 18 to 22, record the first time that Jesus calls them to follow him. But they're still fishermen. I don't know about you, but I I heard the Lord call me to follow him and I didn't exactly respond right away. Okay, maybe that's two or three other people here, but but for me, he was calling me for a long time and I was kind of like shoo him away and do my own thing. And I think that's the way it was. And what's fascinating also from this text is the kind of disciples that Jesus gathered, they're not like other rabbis. He's considered a rabbi. He's a teacher. They didn't know at this point that he's the Messiah. And he's gathering disciples unto himself but it's not like regular rabbis. Regular rabbis would gather learned people, people from, from, uh, from families that might be esteemed, those who could give themselves to the studying of Torah. That is not what Jesus is gathering, Jesus is gathering people like you, me. He's gathering people that are, I mean, tax collectors, sinners, publicans. He's not gathering the normal crowd. Is there anybody grateful that Jesus gathered you and me? I am okay. You might be blue blooded and uh, come from the silver spoon family of highly educated perfectness. Praise the Lord. Others of us, you know, God called us. And, and he called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And I, I love that all who come to him, he will not reject. He will not spurn the most broken, destitute, addicted, afflicted, depressed, brokenhearted, wealthy person ever. He won't reject. Oh, yeah, I said that. Yeah, because we all need Jesus. Come on, somebody say we all need Jesus. And so it's fascinating that he gathers this motley crew. It kind of reminds me of David. And David is a type of messiah uh, in the Old Testament, again, the Old Testament is a picture book of New Testament reality. My favorite thing to preach is out of the Old Testament into the New, but we're going to stay here in the New. And this incident is profound. Peter obeys the Lord. Now, what, what's amazing to me is, so Jesus shows up, they're cleaning their nets. And uh, it's interesting to note, it was said, well, isn't that, didn't this also take place in the other Gospels? You'll see in some of the other gospels a different language of what net they're using. This is, a, this is a different, two kinds of nets in scripture in the New Testament fishermen. There's one that's a drag net or a trawler, like a, like a deep net that they would bring out of the deep. And other ones were very shallow sort of nets that you would throw net for those of you that are maybe familiar with that. And so there's two kinds of nets. In the other gospels, it talks about the nets being thrown nets. Here, it's a very different net. It's a net that they would let out into the deep. So Jesus is preaching. And it's not like we have, I got 26 minutes and 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. All right, I got a time clock. Not that I obey it. Amen. I know a guy, so I don't have to, but I attempt to because we have other services. Amen. When Jesus got into the boat, Brother Toby and Sister D, he didn't teach for 20 minutes. He got into the boat and he taught For probably the whole morning, all right? So Peter is somewhat captive. He's there, he's listening, he's cleaning his net. Has anybody gone fishing and caught caught nothing? Anybody ever gone salmoning and never got anything? All right. (laughs) King salmon, I I get skunked a lot when I go king salmon fishing. So he goes, they go fishing, they fish all night. The toil is the word, hard work. All night. Now, if you're a fisherman and you catch nothing, you make nothing. If you catch nothing, no money, no kala, no cash, no food, no provision. It's a bad, it was a bad night. Somebody said, a Good day, good day of fishing, it's better than yeah, whatever. If you don't catch, I don't like catching. Does anybody like catching? I don't like sitting at a bank and catching nothing. I don't like that. I like I like catching fish. They caught nothing. Peter is a professional fisherman, as are his partners with him. They fish all night, it's their profession. Jesus says, after he borrows his boat for the morning, I know you're tired. I'm reading into this a little bit. I know you're tired. Just get in the boat and let down your nets for a catch. And it's respectful, but it's interesting to note, master. Look at verse. Five, master, that's an honoring title. We've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. He tells him to let down the nets, but he says, okay, uh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll let down a net, all right? Okay, I'm gonna let down a net. And so they go and they let down one net. And the catch of fish is more than, than he's ever caught in his whole life. And he has to whistle to his buddies and their boats start to sink. It is a supernatural act that takes place. And you'll find out what happens in the life of Peter. Well, he obeys Jesus to do something he thought was stupid. Can I say it that way? It's nice in your notes, a waste of time. Has anybody ever done something? The Lord told you to do something and it seemed stupid. But when you did it, bam, fish. I have found over and over and over, God asked me to do things that have make no sense. In fact, it's almost, not always, you don't want to make like a doctrine out of it, but frequently God will speak to you to do something that's contrary to your logic. So many people live the Christian life uh, with their reason, with their sense, senses. Their, 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 is there five senses? I think there's five. They live with their five senses, so they can't feel it. They can't touch it. They can't smell it. Some of you still can't smell. They can't taste it. That was funny. They can't taste it. They can't see it. The Bible says... They can't hear it. Thank you. The Bible says we walk by and not by. Sight's only one of the senses, but many people live the, the Christian life by their five senses, and they wonder why there's no miraculous catch of fish. I'm telling you, if you'll learn to obey God, if you'll learn to live for God with all your heart, with all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength, and trust on, lean on God, His Word, not your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He will make your path straight. It doesn't make sense to leave Missouri and come to King's School of Ministry. Leave your family. But God. But God, and if you'll you'll learn to obey God, and he only half obeyed, he let down a net. He could have had a whole lot more fish. The supernatural life, I'm gonna say this, which will sting just a little bit. The life of a Christian is supernatural. So if you don't have a breakout of God's fingerprint, his power on your life, Not just saying, well, raising the dead and all that, but it can certainly be included. The evidence of God's power in your life must be there. And if it's not, you have to ask why. You should see increase. You should grow in your love with God. We should all increase. The kingdom of God is ever increasing. So as a believer... You might have started with mustard seed faith, but as you you obey, as you let down the net, there'll be an increase. Your marriage should get better and better and all the married people said, amen. Amen. Your single life should get better and better and all the single people said, amen. Uh, This is John. We are taking applications. You just let us know. Okay. (laughs) Just turn them in to Minister Jan and uh, Minister Barry Haggerty. And they'll do interviews. (laughs) He receives the largest catch. I'm just telling you, It might listen, don't be offended at me. If you don't see a breakout of God's power from time to time in your life and evidence of God's hand on your life, then you have to ask why. Because it might be that he told you to throw the net over, but you're like, yeah, I don't know. I know better than that. I'm a fisherman and you're a carpenter, so... He obeys reluctantly, and he receives the largest catch ever. And from this, Peter is converted. I mean, this is really what takes place. He said, well, how do you know that? He's converted because if you look in the language, Master, we've toiled all night. We'll let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking, right? And look what Peter says in verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O O Lord. Everybody say, O Lord. It's not master. Very different word in the Greek. The The Greek word is kurios. It's Lord. It doesn't mean master. It means Savior. It means Messiah. It means God Almighty, because of the release of God's power in his life. He saw, oh my gosh, it's, oh my gosh, it's God. Oh my gosh, it's God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Lord. I'm a sinful man. He never said that before that. He had met, this is not the first time he met Jesus. God wants you so blessed that it turns your heart. And many times, many times we have to participate in that. In other words, we have to obey to see the full release of God's blessing. But I'm so thankful that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Don't play religious games. Oh, Master. Don't play religious games. Make him curious. Make him Lord. And he knows what happens is really an act of God. And he's humbled. Has anybody ever been humbled by the Lord? You know, we... We've had, a, like I said, a challenge a couple of weeks. Anybody else had a challenge a couple of weeks? Yeah, a lot of warfare going on, but praise the Lord for complete victory. As so we're contending and praying for Hannah, who's online right now. You know, it just didn't quite turn as fast as I thought or hoped it would. And, and I'm gonna I'm be transparent with you. Uh, Pastor Karen would have left to go help our 22-year-old daughter last week. Well, good mother would have done that. Yeah, you lead your house, I'll lead mine. That's a great place to say amen. I had no peace. And it was like, uh, it was wild. I mean, just a, a team of horses couldn't keep Pastor Karen from getting on the plane. So I guess me and Jesus are bigger than a team of horses. I had no peace about her going. And we wrestled and I felt like, oh my gosh, you're a jerk. And the Lord would be like, do not let her go. I'm like, oh, God, are you sure? No peace. She's not going. Lord, she needs to go. I mean, my daughter moved into this. This is how it works. Moved into this apartment on on the Friday, a week or so ago. Has one little mattress on the ground. Her bags. Has no cups. No, not has nothing. And is drilled with with a Delta version of COVID. Nobody wants to help because nobody wants to get sick. And I understand all that. And, and some of you have other stories. You have parents are going to heaven and, and you weren't able to see them. It's a wicked, evil thing. It's wicked and evil. So I had no peace about my wife going to help. And so I had to pray. We, we had people, you know, dropping food off and running. You know what I'm talking about? They bring you suit, knock, knock and run. And it was very hard. And I don't know, are there any mamas in the house? So you, do you all understand? It's different for moms and dads. Way harder for a mom. And I, that last day, that last day, she was one point away from going to the hospital on her O2. And that last day, man, we just had to stand and agree. And we made a deal. I mean, the Lord allowed us to make a deal. But if it drops one more point, then all right, you're out of here. Well, you know what happened in the middle of the night. 100% turned around, and God brought her through. I'm just telling you, you have to, you have to trust God. And when that happened, we walked around yesterday like, "Yeah, look what the Lord has done. Look what." I'm a Pentecostal. I don't, you know. Maybe you guys don't move your feet no matter what happens, except you all in the club. Oh, not here. Just the online clubbers. We walked around yesterday. Couldn't have got Pastor Karen in a bad mood for nothing. She's very rarely in a bad mood, but she was filled with joy. Watching, walking around Tarjay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, she found some shoes, felt like that was a, from the Lord. And all the ladies said, we were humbled because God came through. Come on, God's good when He comes through. Let it. Peter was humbled. So Peter knew it was an act of God and he was humbled. He was humbled and he repented. He was humbled and he repented. And I heard Pastor Karen repent. She's like, Oh Lord, forgive me for not trusting you more. You know, we vacillated for a moment. Because we walk by faith and not by sight, but sometimes in your logic, I said it this way, I've said it so many times before, it's worth writing down, it's worth tweeting. Reason is the guillotine of faith. Reason will cut the head off your faith. You can reason and rationale yourself right out of, right out of a miracle. He didn't have to obey, but, but he did. He did, he obeyed. God's speaking to us very simply, three things here on this anniversary Sunday, living your best life. God is able at your weakest, most vulnerable moments to come through. God is able. God is able and he wants to. He's able to demonstrate his power no matter how impossible it seems. Like it's impossible. No, it isn't because with God, nothing is impossible. Wow. The key to living your best life is a life of obedience. Let me say that one more time. The key to living your best life is a life of obedience. You you have to have a relationship with Jesus. You have to hear his voice. Jesus said, my sheep know and hear my voice. The voice of another, they will not follow. But the voice of the shepherd, they will. I am the door. I am the way. I am the truth you hear his voice and obey He said well, how do you know what his voice is well i would say first of all learn the word that's why we have all the different life groups small groups and all the different teams slash ministries that's why we have a foundations class and line upon line and precept upon precept of all different areas of life and learning Bible, learning God's Word. Why? Because when you learn His Word, he, he is His Word. Jesus is the Word. The Word is Jesus. When you learn the Word, when you grow in the knowledge of God, it's why we have a King's School of Ministry that's exploding. 80 plus students, soon to go to 100, go to 1,000. Why do we do that? Because you need to learn the Word. How will you know God's voice if you don't know His Word? So, well, He speaks to me and I don't need to know His Word. Oh, no, no, no. No. The Word... Whatever God speaks to you must line up with what the word is because if it doesn't, it ain't God. I don't care how many goosebumps you had. I don't care if the angel showed up. The, angel, the devil comes like an angel of light. So if you don't know the word, then you're not going to know his voice. That's how the, the, the word of God. You, you have to learn the word. Come on and say, say, I'm going to study the word. Yeah, all my life. It is a lifetime thing. So, you have to have a relationship with Jesus to hear His voice. Speak His word. Write His word. Post His word. Declare His word. Memorize His word. He stands over His word to see it performed. He doesn't stand over your opinion, He doesn't stand over your goosebump. So, have a relationship with Jesus and hear his voice, the second aspect of that is do what he says. Do what he says. What did the Lord say? What did God say? What did he speak to you to do? Do what he says. And the third thing is the purpose of God's blessing. Worship team, would you come? The purpose of God's blessing, very simply, is to humble us. Not only to humble us, But to humble us to recognize that we're unworthy of God's grace, He see He wants to touch you, and awaken your heart to the reality of His supernatural power. He can, you know, fish didn't run during the day; they ran at night. They fished at night. They didn't fish during the day because the fish would go low to get out of the heat, go into the cooler water. It doesn't matter whatever fish logic you have. Obey God and watch the release of God's power in your life. So, but it's so hard. No, you know what's hard is disobeying Him. Gosh, that, I've done that a lot. I try not to do that. Anybody else trying not to do that? It can be challenging when, like what we just went through, because mercy and the, the love of a, a mother for her child, going to fly and, you know, It wasn't like, um, do we have the money to do that? That that wasn't the question. There is no amount of money that that, that it would cost that was necessary. You know what I'm saying? Find it. Get it. Do whatever you got to do. It wasn't even a question of whether we could afford it. How many of you know, there's some things don't have a price tag, like life, someone suffering that you can help. And yet, Lord's saying, hold, hold, do not go. And then I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, why not? And I could start making up scenarios. It doesn't matter what the scenario is. Just obey what He said. And I, because I don't believe, you know, that, I just know if you disobey, you're in trouble. And I, I knew Karen couldn't go. And at that point, those points can change. Within 10 hours, The Lord said, you can go now, maybe. You have to pray and hear His voice. You know one of the ways we do that? Can I just share this with you? Peace. I don't violate my peace for anybody, ever. And we were driving uh, in the car, and I said, "Eh, something's not right. And so we pray in the Spirit. Karen says, I don't think it's Hannah. I said, no, it's not. We're praying in the Spirit, and I'm trying to find, like, did I, did I step out? Did I do where, what happened here? So I'm, I'm like, okay, am I okay to drive right now? Yes. Okay. i got peace about driving. So we'll keep driving. Because if I'm not, I'm pulling over. We live our whole lives this way. It's the spirit filled life. You want to live your best life? It's the blessed life. You want a blessed life? You have to be led by the spirit. You got to obey God. And it's not even hard. Really. It's just a joy. It humbles us to recognize that we're unworthy of his grace and i don't know when the last time is you found yourself weeping because jesus saved you but i hope it's soon don't ever lose touch with the reality of salvation and the blessing of god remember where he brought you from Two, the purpose of god's blessing is to enter into the mission of the lord what do you mean he says i'll make you fishers of men supernatural catch of fish was a prophetic act of what would happen in the lives of men. I'm going to make you fishers of men. He says, your your, your purpose is not about catching fish, Peter, John, Andrew. Your purpose is about fulfilling the mission. And they became their disciples. In fact, it says they forsook all. God's purpose becomes their highest priority. God's purpose has got to be your highest priority. Please don't hear me wrong. That doesn't mean you quit everything and and go into full-time ministry, please. No. God's purpose is your highest priority. You be an anointed nurse, an anointed doctor, an anointed lawyer, an anointed teacher. You fulfill God's plan for your life, doing whatever you're doing. Do it with all your heart for the purpose of God. And believe God to expand his kingdom. They forsook all. Some of you don't have the full blessings of God. You're not living your best life because you're holding onto your boat. I'm going over here, not feeling the love in the middle right there. You're, you're, they forsook all. That's a very strong word in the Greek. I mean, it's leaving and cleaving. Some, some of you, some of your marriage ain't working because you keep going back to mama. Stop. Pray. Fast. Get counsel. You'll forgive him next week. Or tomorrow, I hope. Or before the sun goes down. Your mama wants to choke him for the next, he's going to get coal at Christmas time. <laughs> Come on, lift your hands to Jesus all across this. Have you forsaken all? Has God done things in your life like that? Has he moved with great power in your life? Have you been converted like Peter? Or do you call him master? Oh yeah, I believe in God. I believe in the Messiah. That went from master to Curios to Lord. Oh God. The Lord desires to do things in your life so that you would be awestruck by him, so that you would be humble, so that you would fulfill his mission in the earth to go into all the world, proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, crucified and resurrected, so that you would fulfill your purpose. You have a purpose. You have a plan. God made you while you were yet in your mother's womb. He knit you together, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future, not to harm you, but to help you. Come on, someone say, I got a purpose. The way you fulfill that is by loving him, forsaking all. Doesn't mean you go become a monk, live in some snow cave for the rest of your life. It means following through, living for Him day in, day out. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.